Welcome to the Gold Rush 2011 podcast. Gold Rush is an annual student-led conference hosted by Perimeter Church. This year's theme was Consumed, where we talked about what we are consumed with and who ultimately consumes us. Thank you for downloading, and we hope you enjoy. Hey guys, um, I'm Erin McMichael, like you said, um, and I'm here to talk to you about um, a little bit what God has been doing in my life and um, what he's taught me throughout the years. Um, Well, let's um, bow our heads and pray first. Dear Heavenly Father, um, I'm so nervous right now. Like, I don't even know why. But um, Lord, just calm um, my heart and my spirit right now. And um, I just pray that these won't be my words, but your words, Lord. Um, And that you'll do amazing things in this room today and um, throughout the day, Lord. Um, That you'll just be able to um, work through other people's lives and... um, work through my life, um, so my story or whatever that you're doing in my life can impact other people. Um, I pray all of this in Christ's name. Amen. Um, hey, guys. Okay, so um, I'll tell you a little bit about my background. Um, I was raised in a Christian home. I've basically lived at Perimeter my entire life, um, yet I did not go to school here. Um, my a family was kind of different from normal families growing up. Um, my dad played profe- professional baseball. Um, he worked for the Braves, and he was a pitcher for um, until I was nine years old. So from when I was born to when I was nine, he, all we did was baseball all the time. Um, so that was a little different. It was fun, but um, it was also a challenge because, like, I really liked my dad, and I really, like, wanted to spend time with him, but um, a lot of times he was away. Um, So we'll jump into high school. Um, Throughout high school, um, I had a really, really deep desire to be loved and wanted by a guy. Um, I was always idolizing relationships. I'd look in the hallway and be like, oh, that cute couple. I want to be like that. I want to hold that guy's hand, and I want him to tell me I am special and that I'm beautiful, and um, all the things that go along with that. I was always that hyper person, that um, really happy person um, that everyone never thought that would be sad or anything like that. Um, But I dealt with a lot. Um, I would have times of like depression and then I would be happy and then um, I would put on a show for everybody. Um, I would be happy on the outside, but yet I really craved something more on the inside. Um, Freshman year was when I became a Christian or when I can actually say that um, I pursued God, um, where I saw God pursuing my heart, and um, I wanted that. Like, I wanted to always be satisfied with him. But um, it was hard, because um, junior year, I got into a relationship. I finally had that thing that I'd always wanted, and, like, this guy I saw just, like, loved me for who I was, and um, I thought it was, like, the best relationship in the world, but Um, It was hard, though, because it became, like, all physical. And, um, like, the total, like, emotion part, the total, like, all the talking and stuff, like, ended, and it was all physical. And um, God really saved my heart from that because um, the guy ended up breaking up with me. And it, like, destroyed my world, guys. Like, um, I was devastated. Um, All these lies kept on coming into my head, being like, okay, why did he do that? Like, was it because I'm, like, clingy? Was it because, like, um, I'm not pretty enough? Or 
um, all these all these different things came into my head, and um, I just felt so empty. Like um, it was just a horrible feeling. I was just in a hole of darkness and um, just drowning in my own like sorrow. Um, so I had a time of eight months, and um, after that breakup, and I was just swimming in my own guilt and swimming in my own um, just sadness. I didn't know why I was so sad. I was like, okay, you would think that after a period of time, I could just move on and be happy or whatever, but I didn't know why I was so sad. Um, And so um, there was a time where it just got to be too much. It was just a burden that I was just sick of dealing with. And um, one day, I was just in my room and I just felt so alone, and um, just, I didn't feel that God was there. Like Annie was talking about earlier, um, I didn't feel God, like, next to me. I felt like I was so alone, and um, that I was just in this by myself, even though I knew I was a Christian. I knew I was saved by him. I was going to heaven, but um, I just felt just, it was just dark around me. Um, So, I thought uh, um, just all these lies were still coming into my head, and I was just sitting in my room, and um, I just broke down, and I was just like, God, like, why is this all happening to me? Why are you allowing this to happen to me? Like, I thought I was good. Like, I did some things in my relationship, yes, that I regret, um, but, like, I told him no to certain things. Like, I was a good person, like, um, but that wasn't enough. Like, I didn't—I didn't— have to be just a good person. Like, it was more than that. It was putting my hope in him, you know? And so um, I kept on thinking, and I was just sad and stuff like that in my room, just crying. And um, I had thoughts of just, like, ending it all there. I had thoughts of um, cutting myself. Like, it were thoughts that I had never thought about before. I was just, like, overwhelmed with, like, wait, wait, what? Like, what am I doing right now? And what am I thinking? And um, I got so scared that I called some of my friends on the phone. I was just like, um, I don't even know. Like, they ended up calling me, actually. I had texted them something that was really strange, and they were really worried about me. And so um, they called me and said, like, can I come over to your house right now? Like, um, you need someone there with you. And I was like, no, 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 I can handle this by myself. And, um, but God brought them to my house. Like, I was like, guys, it's like, um, one in the morning. Like, no. Um, but they were like, we don't care. Like, we're coming. So, um, they ended up coming to my house and praying over me. And guys, like, it was freaking awesome. I felt like God's presence and everything. Like, I had felt so alone, but yet he provided people in my life, um, to be there for me at the right time. Um, that sadness did not go away for a long time. Um, and finally, um, I just surrendered to him. And I was just like, God, I can't do this by myself anymore. Like, just over and over and over, I feel the same way, and it's not ending. And I try to control my situations that I'm in. I con- uh, try to control my relationships that I'm in, but it's not working. And um, I was like, God, just please come and be with me. Just please um, allow um, me to have you, like, in my life again. Um, I just feel so far away from you. 
and he did show up. Um, after time and time after again, just like praying the same prayer, like he did show up. And guys, like he does listen to your prayers. Like it's amazing just what he can do, like what he's capable of. And you think like, I'm so small, like I don't really matter, like God's huge, like, but really that's the truth. Like he is huge. He can do anything. And um, so my... Um, my relationship that I was in, I was still really sad from that and all that kind of stuff. But one day, um, I didn't want to, I don't want to say that it totally went away, but I was able to move on from that. And, um, it feels just like I woke up one day and it, uh, it went away. That's what it does feel like. But it was after time and time again of just breaking down on my knees. Um, but the problem was, after that, after that satisfaction and stuff like that, after God had released that from me and that burden, I just kept on guy jumping. Um, one guy wouldn't make me happy, so I just jumped to the next one. And so that was really hard to just always find out that my plan wasn't going to work. And um, <clears throat> so um, I just kept on breaking down, like just nothing seemed to work. My plane was not working at all. And um, so I would always feel like scum to God. I was like, God, like, I'm not beautiful. Like, how, like, it would make me mad because God tells us that we are beautiful and, like, that he's always a step behind us, you know? Like, he's always there, like, right next to us, holding our hands. But I'm like, God, like, I just want my own way. I don't want you, you know? Like, I want to just get by with, um, be satisfied for just two seconds with this person or this friend and um, just do that. And, but God's like, Aaron, don't you see none of your stuff is working? Like, um, no matter how hard you try, like, it's not going to work. And so, um, have you guys ever seen Forrest Gump? That movie? Okay. Well, if you haven't, um, then it's a story about this guy. And um, it goes through his life and all that kind of stuff. He's kind of slow. And um, it goes, <laughs> yeah. Um, but he likes to run and all this kind of stuff. He finds out something that he's good at, and then he goes with it. Um, and so he has this best friend that he grows up with um, named Jenny. And she's... Um, she's always like into the popular guys and, um, she's doing her own thing or whatever, but Forrest is always her best friend. He's always been her best friend. So they go their separate ways and all that kind of stuff, like their whole entire lives. And, um, Forrest is always thinking about her. He's always wondering what she's doing. And then random moments, they'll uh, run into each other again. And, um, so, and Jenny is always like, no, like, Forrest, like, she always, I think she always knows in the back of her head that he's in love with her, but, um, she doesn't really totally want to surrender to him yet, you know? Um, and so, guys, like, Forrest Gump was, like, God in my life, um, sadly, but, um, he's always been, uh, right here. I know he's here, like, that's great. Like, I've grown up in a Christian home my whole life. Like, I've gone to church, you know, um, thought that I've done the right things, you know. Um, I know he's there, and he's my best friend and all that kind of stuff. So it doesn't matter if I stray away, you know, because he's always going to be there. But, guys, like, it doesn't work like that because you got to surrender. Um, you got to make your way in the right steps. You've got to trust in him that he's going to provide for you, that he's going to be enough, you know, like, um, 
like I said, like, I was going from guy to guy. Like, I kept on liking my best friend or something like that. I kept on um, just wanting that so bad, but they wouldn't feel the same way for me. And so I, like, try to control the situation. How can I look tasty? How can I look good for them to want me, you know? Uh, Why am I not enough, you know? And, um, yeah, tasty. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah, you know. Um, but, um, yeah, so that's all that I wanted. I wanted to look good for people. Like, I wanted to put on a show for them. I wanted, um, to look like I'm the best thing in the world, you know? But I wasn't. I was broken. I'm still broken. I'm standing up here like, I'm not, like, I'm not any better than you guys. Um, I don't even know why I was called to speak. Like, these past six months, I've been doing crazy stuff, like sneaking out and like doing all this stuff. And um, God just came to me and he was like, Aaron, guess what? You're going to speak at Gold Rush. And I was like, uh, really? Because um, I'm not in the place to do that, God. Like, are you kidding me? And my heart was so convicted, guys. Um, I was just like, wow. Like, <laughs> Um, I probably shouldn't be doing all this kind of stuff, but, like, I want to. Like, that's the problem. Like, we always want what we can't have, and we always want um, stuff so we can control it, you know? Um, so I'm going to tell you guys a story, um, a Bible story about um, the woman at the well. Um, she has to deal with my story in, like, um, if you guys don't know that story, um, I'll get the slideshow going. Hey. Okay. Um, So this woman, she's a Sumerian woman. Um, Jesus has been traveling with the disciples, and um, they're really thirsty and really hungry. So a bunch of the disciples, blah, blah, blah. Bunch of the disciples, I cannot talk. Oh, my God. Okay. They have gone to the market and to get some food or something like that. And Jesus is at this well. And, um... He sees this woman. First of all, Jews do not talk with um, the Sumerians for some reason. I don't know why. But they're looked down upon. And so this lady's like, okay, like, I'm not going to talk to him. So um, it says in John 4, um, 9 through 10, the Sumerian woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Sumerian woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate um, with Sumerians. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Um, So it goes on to say in um, verses 13 through 15, Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become become in them a spring of water, welling up in eternal, to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me the water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. Um, so they're at this well, and he's looking down at the water, and um, he's looking at the Sumerian woman. And um, this woman, she has had husband after husband after husband after husband, and she's just broken inside And she's like, okay, these guys aren't satisfying my desires. Um, And God says to her, he's like, look, girl, um, 
I'm the living water. I'm the only one who can satisfy you. And he uses water as um, just an example of just how, like, when we're really, really thirsty, how, like, that's only going to quench our thirst when we have that drink, you know? And how um, running and running after just things that don't satisfy us make us so thirsty. And that we need something, like we need something to fill this void that we have inside, and only God can fully satisfy this. Um, it's so weird to think about how we always go to other things. Like, we settle for so much less, guys. Like, the human population, like, we settle for all these electronics and, like, all this other good stuff that looks so good. Like, but in the end, like, it's only, it's not going to satisfy us. Um, so, like, that football player that was on the screen or whatever last night, he was won- winning, like, Super Bowl after Super Bowl, and he was like, but, like, I want something else. Like, it's not, like, I've done this, okay? I want to I wanna move on to something else. And we all want to scream out, like, Jesus! <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, yeah, he needs someone to, like, be told that or something like that. But, um, I don't know, guys. Like, okay, sorry. Um, but, like, these desires we have inside, guys, um, like, my desire to be loved and wanted that I've had forever and that I'm going to still have, you know, Uh, we have these deep, dark, desires, and they are good because God's given it to us. But um, it's a matter of um, us wanting that more than God. It's wanting um, that to be fulfilled more than God. And um, um, for God to fulfill my uh, want to be loved and wanted, like, he's the only one that can love me that much. Like, he's going to love me way more than a human guy can, you know? Um, I always wanted that relationship, guys. Like, I always wanted that um, Taylor Swift song, you know, and um, I would always rock out in my room freshman year. Oh my gosh, it was awful. I was like totally obsessed with her, guys. (laughs) I would just literally sit in my room when I got home from school and just be like, yes, you understand me. (laughs) Um, And it was, it was great. It was actually really embarrassing, but (laughs) I don't know why I said that, but (laughs) um, (laughs) (laughs) But yes, like, I was going to that, guys. I was wanting that instead of having that relationship with God. When I could have opened up my Bible easily, and when I could have been journaling and stuff like that to Him. And um, I just went to music, and I just went to just looking out in the hallway and just dreaming about one day how I would have that relationship. But it's a matter of being satisfied in God, and then He will quench your desires, or not quench your desires, but give you your desires of your heart. Um, It's amazing, guys, once you surrender to him, and once you've given up just the things that you long for, um, then he can do amazing things from that. Um, He can just open up a brand new world to you, um, that you don't have to be um, just drug around by all these desires that you have, um, but you can be free from them. Um. For a long time, I had been just searching after guys and, like, going from one friend to another, just, like, um, just asking them, really, like, will you satisfy me? And um, 
for a long time, guys, like I had been um, just pursuing guys and not letting God, um, just me not pursuing God, like God would pursue me, like in a relationship, how like a guy pursues a girl or whatever. But a lot of times the girls would be like, no, I'm not interested in you or whatever, and just turn away. And um, that's what I was doing to God. Like, um, he was pursuing my heart and all this kind of stuff. But to be really in a relationship, the girl has to pursue the guy back. Like, they have to be one. And um, I was just running from God um, the whole entire time. And I didn't really fully understand what that meant um, to really be in a relationship with God, um, to investigate in his word, to really listen what he has to say to my heart. Um, It's... I've never been a Bible reader. Like, I've just been like, that book is just to sit on my nightstand and collect dust. Like, that's really what all it's good for. Um, But, like, it's weird how these past months, like, I've actually wanted to read his word. I've, I've wanted to investigate what he has to say to my heart because everything that you read in that Bible, like, it'll come back, like, to you. God will remind you of that in some way or fashion. Like, it's so weird. Um, I told a story last time um, about just recently um, I got my first car crash. Um, It wasn't my fault. (laughs) Thank goodness. I'm still a good driver, guys. (laughs) But, um, yeah, funny. (laughs) Um, But I was driving on Old Alabama, there's a road called Old Alabama and then um, 141, right by the church. It's at the corner. Yeah, weird, right? Um, but it was just last week, too. Um, I was turning right um, on this road, go, ready to go to babysit, go to my job. And um, bolting behind me was a lady that was going to Cheesecake Factory. She's going to work at Cheesecake Factory. And she dropped her glasses in her car. And she went to go pick them up and put them on her face. And she just rammed right in the back of my car. Well, guys, I wasn't in my car. I have a red Jeep, um, Grand Cherokee. And um, I just switched cars with my dad that has an awesome BMW. Like, a black BMW. Like, it's, it's like the coolest car ever. And it goes so fast. And I'm just like, oh. Like, it's awesome. Um, But yeah, I had just switched cars with my dad, and I was in my dad's car. And right when I felt that, like, huge, like, bump in the back of me, I had, I ran into the lady in front of me, too. But her car wasn't bad. It was some Asian lady. I don't even know. But, um, (laughs) sorry. Um, But, (laughs) but yeah, I ran into the back of her, too. But her car wasn't bad. It just had a few um, marks on it. But um, my car was totaled. It was to- like it was it was disgusting. Like I got out of my car and I was just like, "Oh my gosh! Like my dad's gonna kill me!" And like it wasn't my fault, like at all. But I was so like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I'm I didn't even check if I was okay. Like <laughs> the lady was like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And I was like, "No, my car's totaled!" Like. <laughs> I was just so, like, shocked in everything about the situation I was in that I didn't even stop to thank God that I was okay. Like, my life was in danger, and I didn't care. <laughs> like, it was simple. Um, but when I came home, um, it just came, became so real to me. Like, on the way home, my mom came and picked me up because my dad was going to work, and he took my car, and he was like, oh, my gosh, like, my car. But, um, but my mom came and picked me up, 
and he, she was like, okay, you're okay. That's so good. And like all this kind of stuff. And she's talking about like, oh, we have to call the insurance company and all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I do not want to talk about this right now. Uh. And um, so when I got home, <laughs> when I, when I got home, um, I just felt like a wreck. Um, all these, again, all these lies just came to my head. Like, you're not worth this. Like, great, your dad has to buy another car and like all this kind of stuff. And well, I ended up, that, that was okay. Like, that was fine. But, um, but God just like put a verse in my head and like, I just opened up my Bible and I was just like, God, like, I'm just so like broken right now. I just don't know what to do. I'm a total mess. And um, God gave me Isaiah 41, 13. It says, For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, for I am with you. Um, that became so true because in my car, if I'm driving, then my right hand is free, you know? And um, so God was right there in that passenger seat with me. Or shotgun, yeah. Um, yeah, same thing, whatever. Um, but yeah, God was right there with me holding my hand. And um, that just became so real to me. And I was just like, oh, why am I, like, so stressed out about nothing right now? Like, God, you were with me. You protected me. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Um, and so, yeah, guys, I went to, like, all this other stuff, you know. Um, I, I was just so, should I say it, consumed um, with... All these things around me, all these relationships that I wanted, what I desired, um, just to fulfill that uh, love and acceptance that I wanted so badly. Um, But it wasn't satisfying me at all. And so, guys, all you got to do is get on your knees. Um, Just give it all up to him, and he will give you the greatest gift that um, you could ever receive. And that's his love, and that's his mercy and his grace. But it's just amazing, like— we just go through life all the time, and um, we just think it's all about me. Like, that's all we ever think about. And um, really, who is it all about? Like, um, in the end, we're, we're supposed to serve, and we're supposed to shine his light, guys. But all we do is shine our own around, and that's so not cute um, at all. <laughs> and I had to realize that. Like, that's not what people are attracted to. Um, at all. Um, But it's when you serve others and serve the needs of everyone around you and serve God in the end. Um, That's what's ultimately amazing. But um, I'm going to end this talk, so um, let's pray. (sighs) Dear Heavenly Father, um, I just thank you for this day. Um, And I just thank you that we can all be at Gold Rush this week and have just a blast. I just pray that this spiritual high that um, people are having, like, um, that it won't go away. Um, It's so easy to just fall back into um, our same routine, our same way of life, Lord, Um, or go back to those things that satisfy us. Um, But, Lord, I just pray that we'll just have, you'll just give us eyes um, to see that uh, we don't have to go back to that. Um, that we can just rely on you and the hope that uh, we have in you and uh, spend more time with you um, so that you can satisfy us, Lord. Um, I just pray that everyone will have an amazing day with uh, missions or Six Flags or whatever they're doing today or Dave and Buster's. 
um, and just protect everyone while they're away. And let us come um, back to the church tonight and just give you our all. Um, I pray this in all Christ's name. Amen. You've been listening to the Gold Rush 2011 podcast. Perimeter Church is located at 9500 Medlock Ridge Road in Johns Creek, Georgia. If you'd like more information about the church, please visit our website at watershedministry.org.